Hello and welcome to Misty 101 podcast. This type of snake has killed more people than all others combined, and one has been found in Essex. A deadly stowaway snake found its way to British shores after being found in a shipping container from India. The saw-scaled viper, a species of snake believed to have killed more people than all other species combined was collected by South Essex Wildlife Hospital before it caused any harm. The authorities that had already been contacted were not responding to the situation so our reptile expert Steve and Tom the vet collected the very agitated and aggressive animal before someone was likely killed the hospital said. They added, it is now in a locked box in a sealed room. Tom taped up the door with warning signs, awaiting collection from an appropriate facility that Sue our manager has contacted. We are glad not to have to deal with venomous creatures too often but feel sad for the snake that we can't give it freedom and get it back home. Tushwar, the charity's founder and manager, said the people who opened the crate and found the viper were very lucky to be alive. BBC News reported, the snake was probably cold from travelling so was not too active. Having dealt with a saw-scaled viper before, the hospital said it understood fully the gravity of how dangerous these reptiles are, adding they are way up there in the top few most deadly snakes. Officially known as Achis vipers, they are typically found in the dry regions of Africa, the Middle East, India, Sri Lanka and Pakistan. Twelve species of saw-scaled vipers are currently recognized, including some responsible for causing the most snake bite cases and deaths in the world. They also have a distinctive threat display by creating a sizzling sound. However, saw-scaled vipers are usually relatively small snakes, with the largest of the species usually below 90 centimeters, 34 inches, long and the smallest being around 30 centimeters, 12 inches, long. Police investigate reports of spiking by needle at Nottingham clubs. A man has been arrested as Nottinghamshire police investigate reports of women being injected with needles on nights out in the past fortnight, and there have been calls for a boycott of nightclubs in at least 30 towns and cities. Police said a 20-year-old man was arrested after one woman reported a scratching sensation and suspected her drink had been spiked at a club in Nottingham City Centre on Saturday. He was later released on bail. A 19-year-old university student said on social media that she had woken up with zero recollection of her evening at PRYZM nightclub. She had no hangover but had a sharp, agonizing pain in her leg and could not walk without limping. She found a pinprick mark on her leg and went to hospital, but after eight hours of only having a triage and background info taken she went home at 2.30am. She urged other women to be aware of the threat, writing that losing her memory was a thing that never, ever happens to me and it really confused me. In a separate incident days earlier, a woman who was in a club 10 minutes from PRYZM believes she was spiked in a similar manner. Woman also 19 and a student, felt a pinch on the back of her arm as she left Stealth Nightclub on the 12th of October, her sister said. She later blacked out and was taken to a Andy where she was put on drip and underwent blood tests. Catherine Craner, of Nottinghamshire Police, said, We are currently investigating reports of individuals suspecting that their drinks have been spiked.
Linked to this a small number of victims have said that they may have felt a scratching sensation as if someone may have spiked them physically. Subsequently we are actively investigating all these reports, added, we have also arrested a 20-year-old man on suspicion of possession of class A and class B and cause administer poison or noxious thing with intent to injure, aggrieve and annoy following a report of an incident in Lower Parliament Street, Nottingham City Centre. On the 16th of October 2021, the rest comes as part of our ongoing investigations into alleged spiking reports in the city, and has now been bailed with conditions as we continue to investigate. She said she was treating the incidents very seriously and urged people to come forward if they had gone through similar experiences. Do not believe that these are targeted incidents distinctly different from anything we have seen previously as victims have disclosed a physical scratch type sensation before feeling very unwell, she said. Dear Whittam, the MP for Nottingham East, said she was horrified, describing the reports of spiking by injection as especially distressing given the added risks of infection and injury. Incidents of spiking by needle have been reported across the country in the past few months as student nightlife has returned after lockdowns. Been social media reports of incidents in Dundee, Stirl and Nottingham. Campaign group Girls' Night In is calling on people to boycott local bars and nightclubs on particular nights to put pressure on venues to do more to prevent spiking. Group wants measures including providing lids for drinks and first aid and drug misuse training for staff. Mission calling for clubs to be legally required to search guests for spiking paraphernalia on entry has collected more than 90,000 signatures. Statement, Stell said it had received two reports in the past two weeks from customers who suspected they had been spiked by needle. Expersen said, both are seen by our on-site medic and we are currently liaising with police to aid in their investigations. Said it was unacceptable for women to have to live in fear of being spiked. A YZM spokesperson said they planned to make anti-spiking bottle stoppers, protective drink covers and drug testing kits freely available and will redouble searches on entry. These incidents are incredibly rare. We take all reports of this nature very seriously and will do all we can to make sure that they don't happen in our clubs. Bang demand $17 million ransom for release of kidnapped American and Canadian missionaries. Sum of $1 million, £720,000, is be demanded for each of the 17 American and Canadian missionaries kidnapped in Haiti. Is Justice Minister, Liz Quitel said talks are underway with the gang to release the group, who were kidnapped over the weekend outside Port-au-Prince. Taken by a gang called 400 Mawozo, who are now demanding a total of $17 million, £12.3 million. Whitehall added that the FBI and Haitian police are advising the Christian Aid Ministries, the Nofit aid agency the group were part of, who were called about a ransom after the missionaries were kidnapped based organization called for prayers for the Haitian and American civil authorities who are working to resolve this situation. Sixteen Americans and one Canadian are five children, including an eight-month-old baby. Ducted in Croydesbo case, about eight miles outside the capital.
Secretary of State Antony Blinken has said the U.S. government is relentlessly focused on the kidnapping. Constant communication with Haitian police and the missionaries' church. Definitely, this is also indicative of a much larger problem and that is a security situation that is quite simply unsustainable Mr. Blinken said, referring to gangs that control parts of Port-au-Prince. Michelle, a Haitian-American woman has blamed Haiti's government for the increase in kidnappings after her 89-year-old father was kidnapped last month. Can buy in a gang-controlled area and the kidnappers demanded $6 million, 4.3 million pounds, in ransom, which later increased to $10 million, 7.26 million pounds. Saying, we don't have that kind of money Ms. Michelle recalled. What kind of money do you have? But the hostages survived on a bowl of rice a day and three bags of water. Mel dropped off the money at a specific location, only for the gang members to claim they didn't receive it. Did another payment. As Delta Plus rips through UK, Boris on alert and won't hesitate to act. Variant, officially called A4.2, has sparked alarm across the world with scientists urging the UK to find out more about the new strain and its potential impact on vaccination. Ins of the mutation have surged since July and now make up 8% of all sequenced cases of COVID in the UK. In total 14,385 cases of Delta Plus have been detected to date in the country. Just as official spokesman said, it's something we're keeping a very close eye on. Evidence to suggest that this variant, the A421, is more easily spread. Evidence for that but as you would expect we're monitoring it closely and won't hesitate to take action if necessary. Anyone which is found to be less susceptible to the jabs that have been administered to millions of Britons would risk undermining the UK's road to recovery from the pandemic. Pensioner is £145,000 retirement savings after forgetting password. On the show rip-off Britain Live today, Eddie and his wife Lillian explained how these fraudsters were able to steal their family's money. Eddie recently retired after four decades of running his family agriculture seed business. Now Parkinson's disease, Eddie was keen to grow his savings to help him through retirement. So he turned to cryptocurrency as he had heard this is where the investment buzz was. In here, Eddie did some research and invested £13,000 in Bitcoin via a cryptocurrency wallet which only he had the password for. After months, the value of coin has changed drastically, and Eddie wanted to log back in and do some trading, however he could not remember his password. After online. He found a cryptocurrency wallet password recovery business who said they could help him recover his passwords if he allowed them remote access to his laptop. And they were in fact scammers, and by giving them this remote access, they could access all of Eddie's hard drive, which contained all of his personal details. Used this information to take money out of Eddie's savings accounts, as well as the family business account. Here they were teaching me how to recover my password on Zoom, they were also taking money out of my account in the background. Across separate transactions, 
the scammers were able to take a staggering £145,947 of Eddie's and his family's money, all while Eddie was oblivious. It was Eddie's son went to pay some bills from the company account that they realized the money was gone. After being Barclays and reporting the fraud, they told the family their investigation into the matter would take 14 days. Durable wait, Lillian said, I went hysterical, I couldn't even begin to think what had happened. I lost half a stone in about 10 days because I could not eat, I could not sleep. You have thoughts in your head. Horror, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Sadly is one of many people who fall victim to these scammers after losing their password for their cryptocurrency wallets. He wake up and find out that the business I built was under threat, the finance it had gone, my own personal savings had gone is very difficult to come to terms with. A re found 40% of cryptocurrency owners have lost their passwords at some point. There are password recovery firms out there. However fraud lawyer Arun Chauhan warns Britons to be cautious as cryptocurrency recovery scammers can take people's passwords, access their computers, steal data and into people's bank accounts. Mist suggested that each person should verify if a company is real before doing any type of business with them by checking them out on company's house. Alter, people should seek independent advice from lawyers or insurers. Thangy and his family were able to retrieve all of the stolen money. Luckily the 40 years worked as a bank manager for many years and helped them build their case. They saw Barclays which helped prove the transactions were fraudulent. As these actions were made during the night when Eddie was sleeping, and from a different IP address, the bank was able to help the family out and refund all the money lost. Eddie and his password so lost his initial £13,000 investment but thanks to his friend, a comfortable retirement is assured. Barclay warning to all Britons to stay vigilant to this type of fraud. Britons give people they do not know access to their passwords or computer remote or otherwise. I didn't was waking up to nice David or nasty David, wife tells court. A woman stabbed her husband of 24 years after becoming petrified by violence she says she was subjected to throughout their marriage. Penella 66, said she never knew it was going to happen when she walked through the door of the home she shared with 78-year-old David Jackson. Mr. Jad after being stabbed three times by his wife on 13 February at their home in Parsonage Road, Barrow, Somerset. As she to a jury at Bristol Crown Court on Tuesday, Jackson told how the couple had got together following an affair they had had while she was still married to her second husband, who went on to take his own life. She said her second husband grew up thinking Mr. Jackson was her father, but he would threaten Jackson to behave or I will tell her I'm not her daddy. Mrs. Jack who admits manslaughter but denies murdering her husband said she walked on eggshells and lived with a knot in my stomach throughout their marriage. She told I didn't know if I was waking up to nice David or nasty David. Mrs. Jack her husband was often violent following arguments. I couldn't it was baked beans or the broccoli was wrong. I couldn't what was triggering it Penelope Jackson. 
It would all weigh out with him being verbally aggressive. It was all being disloyal and he would say, you never loved me anyway. He called me I wasn't a person. It would escalate he would shake me most of the time, he strangled me sometimes and I would go unconscious sometimes. Other times semi-conscious, and I would be on the bed or the floor and if he was really angry he would kick me. Jackson told Mr. Jackson would always apologize after the incidents. She said following her second husband's death, she felt forced to hide mementos including photographs and love letters from him, fearing that they would be destroyed by Mr. Jackson who she said had taken an axe to furniture one night in 1996. Jackson, I always kept my wedding pictures and I put them in the loft. In 90x work took us to Germany and one night before that I went to bed and when I got up the next morning the room had been smashed to pieces. He had used sofa and sitting room had been slashed. I was baffled. He said he and frightened I was going to go to Germany and leave him and he took it out on the furniture, and he inferred it was better to take it out on that than me. Jackson added the years of their marriage it was not clear what would trigger her husband's anger. She said, work out if it was baked beans or the broccoli was wrong. I couldn't work as triggering it. In later years friends he didn't like I would drop them. I stopped going, I didn't have girlfriends anymore. The things he in the beginning, like my confidence and ability to talk to anyone, it changed, he didn't like it. Jackson adhorted to her to make the marriage work after losing somebody I loved very much through my own negligence. She said to say, you never loved me and I used to say, if I don't love you, why would I stay all these years? You know I love, I still love him after all of this. The trial London emerged gigantic police lockdown in Wood Lane, Major Road at Standstill. Wood Lane has been both directions at the junction of South Africa Road and southbound at Duquesne Road because of an emergency services incident. ABC4 reporter Julia McFarlane wrote on Twitter, Gigantic police cordon along most of Wood Lane from Wormwood Scrubs down to White City and near Shepherd's Bush. Westway on still. The Jambuster this wrote on its website, a 219, Wood Lane both directions, a junction of South Africa Road and southbound at Duquesne Road. Road closed emergency services incident. Traffic is slowed on approach. Traffic is alerted off the A40 eastbound, around the northern roundabout and back on the A40, which has caused long tailbacks to the Paddington Slip. Diverting trust cross route northbound is also slow tailing back towards Holland Park roundabout. Expect delay. Plain rains he man and his entire garden. Lavatory wasting plain rained down on a man and his garden in Windsor in a one in a billion event, a council meeting has heard. Speaking to the Windsor and Maidenhead's Aviation Forum, Councillor Karen Davies explained how a constituent who contacted her was covered in the sewage, along with his whole garden and garden umbrellas. The Liberal Dementative said that the dumping happened fairly centrally to Windsor in mid-July and described how horrified she was to hear of the incident. 
Councillor Davieting that the constituent contacted her about the dreadful episode, according to the local democracy reporting service. An unpleasant s. Plane lavatory sewage in tanks that are normally emptied once the plane has landed. I know a number of happen every year with frozen sewage from planes, but this wasn't frozen and whole garden was splattered in a very unpleasant way Councillor Davies said. Hopefully, it's again to any of our residents. Councillor John Conservative, called a one in a billion chance and suggested that the warm weather meant the sewage could have come out as a more fluidy item. The resident decides you an insurance claim after he was able to identify the aircraft via a route tracking app. Obviously he would do that for the sake of a couple of garden umbrellas, in terms of bumping up his premium, so he's just sort of had to take it on the chin added Councillor Davies. The name of the airfield. However, she's based a very long way away from here. A very rare incident. Jeff Paxton, old parish councillor who has worked at airports for 40 years, called the incident very rare and one he had not seen in a long time. We used to have blue ice, frozen human waste and infectant, on arrivals but that was because those toilets used to leak he added. Vacuum lavatories craft were much more secure, he explained. However, if playing below 6,000 feet, as they would be when landing and taking off, the air pressure was less and it could well be that something came out of the vent at low altitude. Roger Bisbee, are one of the biggest con I've seen. Having started my as an apprentice plumber aged 16, run my own building company for almost 30 years and then appeared as an expert on TV shows from the BBC's Rogue Traders to House of Horrors on ITV. I thought I'd seen it all when it came to the building trade. But even I have been at the scale of opposition to the heat pumps that the government is so keen to make us all fit in our homes, having ripped out our gas boiler first. On the building advice I now run, I have been deluged by unhappy customers who were persuaded to install heat pumps, which are either ground source or source, depending on design, but bitterly regretted their decision. One told me that he built house which had an air source heat pump installed. The customers' bills was from the gas boilers they had before, but now they pay an extra £450 a year for service and maintenance if something goes wrong as it frequently does. Another contact of mine told me of a customer north of the border who had a ground source heat pump installed thanks to a Scottish government grant. He said it had never worked. Contractors had dug three times to refit various components. Eventually he gave a, dismantled it, installed solar panels and now relies on his old oil boiler during the winter. And for these reasons, with all my extensive experience in the trade, I know that the government's new scheme to offer £5,000 grants to householders to install heat pumps is doomed to fail. Yes. It's vitals the environmental impact of buildings. But in British home pumps are not the answer. Let me be clear, I'd be person to take out my old gas boiler and install a heat pump if I knew it would be an improvement. But it wouldn't and unless usually well insulated and modern home, perhaps in a rural area nor will it be the right decision for you.
Air source heat pumps on patios or external walls, look like metal boxes with large fans inside and like all fans, they make a bit of a noise when they are switched on. They have been around for years and especially in Scandinavia, where houses are better insulated than they are in Britain. If they worked well, they need a government grant to bribe householders to fit them. But they do. Because enjoying more efficient heat in their homes, UK families who fit them often find their electricity bills double or treble, the noisy heat pumps drive them to distraction, their house is colder, their shower lukewarm and in all too many cases they wish they could get their old gas boiler back. Few people seem to re pointless to install a heat pump unless your house is extremely well insulated and draft-proofed to keep it airtight. Otherwise, the heat sink cannot be restored quickly enough by the heat pump. Gas boilers, in can heat houses very fast which means that they can replace heat quicker than it seeps out of a house. Modern new builds in the ugly well insulated, but they are still not designed for heat pumps. Most houses currently boilers need to fit larger radiators and pipes, meaning major disruption and a heft bill. For older houses, it would be better to replace radiators with underfloor heating, which is more efficient and gives a better spread of heat. But that means taking install it, meaning more expense, disruption and waste. As for the 5000 month grant, it will barely make a dent in the costs for most people. A new air source heat pump system can cost £10,000 on average including installation. And you can bet that companies approve this grant-aided work will put their prices up by a remarkably consistent £5,000 or so. The government recently ran a team outside Newcastle, offering to take out gas boilers and replace them with air source heat pumps for free. But they couldn't give the pumps away or simply didn't want the disruption. Even Caroline Lucas, profile Green Party M, has compared installing heat pumps without properly insulating houses first to trying to make tea in a broken teapot. She's right. Irony is that heat best when you need them least. Air source heat pumps operate air from outside and, thanks to a clever design, using this air to warm a compressed gas which is then used to heat your home and its hot water system. If the outside temperature is of C, the heat pump will deliver heat into your home. You will be happy and may even see. As the temperature drops to below F, however, the heat pump delivers less heat into your home just when you need it. If your home is heated by a gas, you can realistically expect your hot taps to deliver water at about 60 C. With a heat pump, especially cold weather, that might drop to some 40 C. Water at that temperature will own epid bath while also increasing the risk of Legionnaire's disease, a bacterial lung infection that can kill. When it's freezing outside and you're struggling, your radiators will also feel tepid to the touch. Unless you want to shiver, you need another source of heat such as a wood-burning stove not very environmentally friendly. So rather than persuading house hop up their floorboards, swap out all their radiators with larger ones and commit themselves to a potentially ruinous and environmentally useless new heating system, 
it would be far better to ensure that people's houses are properly insulated first. And as it stands, this danger of going the way of the government-run incentives, withering and dying because it is ill-conceived, too complicated to implement and simburns its way through more of your money. Free NHS prescriptions at 60s. Who now pays, and who won't? NHS prescriptions have been people aged 60 and over for more than 25 years, and ending that has sparked fury. Yet it is important to take a coup exactly who will pay if the change comes into force, and who won't. You might be exempt. News is that once you reach an age of 66, all your NHS prescriptions will continue to be free for the rest of your life. The government has no plans to. However, the qualifying may certainly rise along with the state pension, to 67 from 2026 and 68 thereafter. Those aged between 60 and 6 will have to start paying under government plans, but with plenty of exemptions. For example, people on who receive certain benefits should continue to be eligible for free prescriptions. To qualify, you and your partner one or more the following state benefits, income support, income-based job seekers allowance, income-related employment and support allowance, pension credit, guarantee credit or universal credit. You may also qualify if you are to, or named on, a valid NHS tax credit exemption certificate and are eligible for tax credits, working tax credits with a disability and, and have income for tax credit purposes of £15,276 or less. Others will also continue to qualify prescriptions. These include those who have a validificate for full help with health costs, HC2. People name an NHS partial help with health costs, HC3, may also get prescriptions free. The over-60s can also seek NHS low-income scheme. Those with certain medical problems are eligible for free NHS prescriptions, regardless of their age. If you qualify for a medical exemption, then you should not have to pay the new charge. Medical exemption certificates are you have serious illnesses such as cancer, a permanent fistula, a form of hypodrenalism such as Addison's disease, diabetes, hypoparathyroidism, myasthenia gravis, myxedema and epilepsy requiring continuous anticonvulsive therapy. Read more, free NHS prescription in England. Scots don't pay a penny. So get a medical exemption it's if you have a continuing physical disability that prevents you from going out without assistance. However, temporary disability even if they last several months. Those who hold a valid war pension certificate, where the prescription is for an accepted disability, may also qualify for free prescriptions. All NHS inpatients get freeze. Check government website government further information. If you do have to pay for regular prescription, you could reduce the impact with a prescription prepayment certificate, PPC. This gives you free prescriptions at a pounds and 25 pence for three months or 108 pounds and 10 pence for a full year. The annual version will save people much more than 11 items in that time. 
you can pay by 10 monthly direct debit of £10.81. We ask you for your support by Maytion helping with bringing these programs to you for your enjoyment free of charge. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with us. We thank you for your support and goodbye.